good morning and welcome to another edition of Morning Meditations. Uh, this is Lewis Hart and my email is lhart07 at aol.com. That's lhart07 at aol.com. It's my privilege to be able to share with you the Word of God. I just enjoy uh, sharing the things that God gives me to share in a way that um, perhaps you can hear it and understand it and and uh, know what God is saying to you personally. It's a personal thing uh, that uh, we have, our personal relationship we have with Jesus. And, and so I'm praying and desiring with all my heart that I might be able to share truth that will encourage you and enable you to live your life to the glory of Almighty God. He deserves everything uh, that we can offer and give Him. He has done it all, and I fear that we live far below what God intended for us to live. So let me uh, continue with uh, the direction we've been going in for the past couple of days. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus had started out talking about don't let your hearts be troubled and and he went on to under, explain that we needed to trust him, that he was going away, but now he's sending another comforter, and that comforter would be as Jesus in us, and he is the hope of glory, and and our lives are to be different because he lives within us. And I wanted to back up this morning uh, for just a moment to, to explain some things. Uh, back in the Gospel of John, chapter 7, uh, Jesus is still walking here on this planet. He's teaching. He's uh, got a lot of opposition from those uh, religious leaders. And it's a feast day. It's a feast day where the priest would go down to the pool in a procession, and he would take a golden urn, fill it with water, and bring it back, and it would be poured on the altar. And uh, Jesus is present, and as they come back, it says in the verse uh, 37 of chapter 7, on the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him, by this he meant the Spirit whom those who believed him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Well, this is important and tremendous scripture for us to get because, you see, this is Jesus on that feast day. He, he's watching them pour out the water, and he cries out in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And then he says, as the scriptures have said, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Wow, what is he talking about? John explains it. He says, he was talking about the spirit whom those that believed in him were to receive later. Up to that time, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. So a couple of things here. The Spirit had not been given. I mentioned earlier in another broadcast that the Spirit had been here all along, just like Jesus, but He was not dwelling in believers. He would only come upon people for periods of time and, and circumstances. But now there comes a time when He comes to dwell 
in believers. And John is saying he had not yet come to dwell in believers, but he was coming to those who believe. And Jesus was speaking about that. But before that could happen, Jesus had to be glorified. So we we look at that, and, and I wanted to just turn over to a couple of chapters here in chapter 12. Uh, Jesus is speaking in, in verse 23 of chapter 12. He says, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Listen to what Jesus is saying. He says, it's time for the Son of Man to be glorified. It's time for me to be glorified. Remember, John had said, until he's glorified, the Holy Spirit can't come, okay, and dwell in believers. But now Jesus is facing that time. He's coming down to the cross, and he says, it's time for the Son of Man to be glorified. And then the illustration he gives, if a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it brings forth many Seed, but if it remains, it only is a single seed. In other words, what is Jesus saying? He said, "If if I remain, I'm just one person. But when I die, I'll be resurrected, and the Holy Spirit will come, and there'll be many little Jesus." That's kind of the idea uh, that we're looking at here and seeing. Praise God! This is what it's all about, church. This is what we're talking about. And when you get over into John 17, Jesus again, now this is, we've been looking in 14 for a couple of days, and now we come down to the 17th chapter, and Jesus is praying, and he says, Father, the time has come, glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you, for you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him, and the Father he says, I want you to glorify me as I've, uh, that I may glorify you. In other words, he's talking about his death and resurrection. See, we don't always think to look at it that way, but that was what Jesus came to do. He came to lay his life down in order that he could produce life. And using the, uh, the imagery of a, of a piece of grain, a, a wheat, he says, if it remains, it's, it's just one, one grain. It'll always be one grain. But if you put it in the ground and it dies, it'll produce many grains. And if any of you know anything about uh, plants and planting, uh, like uh, maybe a, a kernel of corn, you you lay it on your mantle and you can polish it and you can look at it and you can and you'll have a grain of corn. But if you take that little grain of corn and you plant it in the ground, and then a little stalk will come up, and before long there'll be many ears with many of those kernels of corn on it. And that's what Jesus is illustrating here, that when he dies and is raised again, that the Holy Spirit will produce many just like him. And that's what our goal is, is to be just like Jesus. He didn't come just to be an example or a pattern for us. He came in order to produce men and women that are full of God, just like he walked full of God. And I, that's so exciting to think that God would do such a thing for us. But this is what we're talking about when we talk about the Holy Spirit. Now, back to our first passage, John 7, he says, uh, if you thirst, let him come and drink. 
And he said, out of his innermost beings will flow rivers of living water. That's, that's the Holy Spirit working through us. But John says he had not yet come because Jesus had not been glorified. Well, we saw that Jesus talked about his time. It's time for me to be glorified. And he says to the Father, Father, it's that time. And then right after that, he goes to the cross and he dies and he's resurrected and he spends time, 40 days, that he appeared at different times and places with his apostles. But then 10 days later, the Bible tells us in Acts 2, Jesus has now been glorified. He's received his glory, and the Father has sent down the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit came upon them, they began to speak in other languages, and they began to speak in languages they had not learned, and things began to happen, things began to take place, and Peter preaches, and 3,000 people become believers in Jesus that first day of Pentecost. What a glorious time it was, and what we're seeing is that Jesus has fulfilled his mission. He has gone back to heaven, and now he has sent the Holy Spirit. This is why he was able in in uh, the 16th chapter of John to say, it's good for you that I go away, because if I don't go away, the comforter can't come. And, and you know, that's hard for those guys to believe. I mean, they had seen Jesus and walked with him, and they knew his power to think that it could be better without him. But boy, did they learn something after Acts 2. What a difference in these men, and what a difference in you and me if we put our faith in Jesus Christ and let the Holy Spirit begin to fill us and walk through us and live through us. This is God's plan for every true child of God. It is uh, in Galatians 4.19, Paul says, until Christ is formed in you. This is the point. Let Christ be formed in you. Oh, this is a beautiful truth. And I pray that you'll meditate on these truths and let the word of God have its way in your life. God bless you. And I pray you have a great day. Great is thy